Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? Mike here. We got episode 117 coming at you. Having a nice, relaxing Sunday. And I'm actually, I decided to get out of the house instead of recording in the studio. We're in the house where we have all our mics and everything set up. I'm actually going out for a little stroll, trying to enjoy the weather here. Um, so excuse a little background noise. I hope you guys don't mind, but today I wanted to go kind of go off topic a little bit. We're not going to have a guest on. I'm not going to have a specific, uh, set regimen of ideas and things I want to talk about. But what I did want to kind of bring up as, especially as I started walking was the idea that we're looking for small wins every day. So your turn. How's it going? Whether it's you have a two week goal, a four week goal, a three month goal, a lifetime goal, looking for the small wins especially when you're feeling discouraged because it's hard sometimes, especially when you're new to making changes or anything like that. A lot of times what we end up doing that I actually try and talk to clients to discourage them from doing is making too much drastic change too soon because ultimately you're going to set yourself up for failure because willpower is going to be a fixed asset as far as we understand it. You can only exercise so much willpower throughout the day. So if you exercise all your willpower, not only for the day, but for the week and just let's say getting to the gym or waking up early to meal prep, and that's the one thing that you're draining all your willpower on, the ability to actually eat those meals and not have uh, excess willpower at the end of the day, not eat the extra cookie or to not eat the extra things that you normally do or have the other bad habits that you want to try and push away. So ultimately by not only narrowing down our focus and making it a little bit easier actually so that we use less willpower for our goal either that week, that month, that two-week period, whatever it is, ultimately sets you up for success more long-term and short-term, and then being able to look at the wins, especially the small wins. So for example, today, um, meal prepping for the next two days. It's not a crazy thing. I could have actually even eaten cookies today. I could have had dessert, which I didn't, but I'm just saying for whatever reason, let's say I had pie. Like for example, Saturday, uh, Friday night, I had a small little apple pie, like a personal size pie. But my win for the day and what the thing I was focusing on was working on a couple things in sparring at Friday night and I had those wins that I took away from it. So there's the balance of getting wins, getting some positive takeaway, exercising my willpower on focusing on that and then giving myself a quote-unquote reward or pulling back so that I can have that apple pie. And to me, that makes a more long-term lifestyle uh, solution and approach as opposed to going on a quote-unquote diet because it's easy or easier to have fixed willpower for a two-week block or a four-week block, but being and going on a diet and doing those things. And you can see great results, and that's why you'll see so many people get drastic results in a short period of time. But the long-term solution tends to not only be that, or the long-term 
option of that, not that it's actually a solution, but the, the long-term results of it is that you're not only going to put on the weight back, but more than likely you're going to put it back with interest because of the hormonal impact you're having on your body, the metabolic impact, and all the other side effects. And you really didn't address the root cause of your weight gain in the first place. And that's why making these lifestyle changes to me is a big factor. So anyways, I'm kind of going off topic, but the big one for me was looking for the small wins and then sometimes looking at even bigger wins and really reflecting on that. And my example, I want to give you guys an example, and that's really what I wanted to touch on today. And the only thing I knew I wanted to talk about was my example of where I first started when I was 16, going to 17, and what my progress was and all that fun stuff to now where I am 13 years later at 30. So my somewhat bigger win over these 13 years is when I first took one of the biggest things I always remember, and I actually have it documented. So I always track my weight logs, my body fat percentage logs, my body composition, weight training, my strength lifts, one rep maxes, three all those things. I try and track as much data as I possibly can because it may not seem important today comparing it to tomorrow, but looking at today compared to a year from now, that's where it becomes more important and more insightful. Or in this example, 13 years later. So when I was 17, uh, and I was really proud of this. I got I was at 130, 140, somewhere that I'll say 135 to call it even. I went down to 155 pounds and I was well over above 25% body fat when I was at my 230 range. I was an offensive lineman body type frame Um, and I was able to get down and honestly too short of a window. It was probably like from April to August or even July maybe. So let's say like three months, let's say four months max, I, I lost a good 80 pounds, right? So that doesn't sound super healthy right off the bat. It wasn't like my body didn't respond too well. Once I really look at it now, objectively, like I started losing hair. Um, I was still eating a lot of cal, like I was still eating 2000, 2,500 calories, but for a 17 year old that's working out every single day, maybe even twice a day, that's growing six foot. Like I should have probably really been eating closer to 3000, 3,500, maybe 4,000, depending on the day, maybe even more than that, depending on my goals, which were really to build muscle and become bodybuilder type frame at that point in my life. And I remember that my body fat percentage was about 18% at 155 pounds at 17. So now I look at myself and I was, I was kind of being a little harsh on myself because when I went to Thailand, um, I was at about 175 pounds, yeah, one, let's say 178, depending on where the fight was. And my body fat percentage was 14%. It was actually a little high, normally like a little bit lower, but it was tough with a lot of different factors. Um, but ultimately, I think the lowest I've gotten down to is about 10% body fat at about 170 pounds. So let's say anywhere from 10% to 14% from 170 to 175 pounds was my like lowest leanness. And then now I'm upwards of about, I didn't have a fight. Because at one point I, I was planning on fighting on the horizon. So I was trying to stay between 188, 190, 193. Now I've kind of uh, gone up, not necessarily purposely. I've definitely purposely ate more just out of appetite and training which I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to my body. And I went up, now I was at 205 and I took my body fat percentage this morning and I was at 16%. So not only did, just comparing it over 13 years, not looking at the last six months and all that, which I have different data and tracking there as well, but looking at the 13-year journey, the big, big, big picture, the long-term picture, the data shows that I lost, actually, hold on, let's read that. I didn't lose, I ended up putting on, so one from 155 to 205. So I put on 50 total pounds of weight which over 13 years, that's going to roughly average out to about four and a half pounds. Now, let's say four pounds, actually a little bit less. Let's say 3.8. I'm doing math off the top of my head. So 3.8 pounds a year 
okay, which can be good or bad depending on what the total body composition of that is. And this is where it gets exciting because my body fat percentage went down from 18% to 16%. We can more than likely say with confidence, without even looking at the numbers, that I've put on more mass than I've gained weight or fat. And that was a really hard concept for me to get when I was 16, 17 years old. You know, even people like my dad were telling me, and, and my dad's not a, like a, a health professional or anything like that, but it's just from a common sense math standpoint, you know, you can gain weight. Cause I was always afraid to gain weight. I was 155 pounds, but I wanted to be leaner body fat. So I was like, I just got to lose more fat. And the concept of putting on muscle and gaining weight was scary to me. And you know, just because I worked so hard to lose all that weight. And obviously I had even professionals like my strength coach at the time and my still like mentor strength coach, John Furia from acceleration saying, Hey man, you got to put on muscle. That's okay. It's not going to hurt you. It's actually good for your metabolism and all these other benefits, but it was just so hard for me to get. But the reason I bring up my dad is because again, he's not even in the health industry and he got that concept. Um, so it was something that I had a really hard time kind of understanding and, and, and digesting, but now looking at the data. So I put on 50 pounds, the body fat percentage went down. When I do the math, five pounds of that is fat. So I did gain five pounds of fat over 13 years, which is roughly half a pound a year. Not really, let's say a little bit less, which is now when I look at it, and then that's 45 pounds of lean mass. Now I say lean mass as opposed to straight up muscle because some of it may be fluid, some of it may be bone density. They're, they're, obviously a lot of it's muscle, but there's multiple factors in how we categorize that. But 45 pounds of lean body mass versus five pounds of fat. If you would ask me that then, if I would take that, 100% I would say yes. And sometimes you get lost in the journey and lost in the experiences and I get down on myself or get up and then you get down, all those things. So this is just me kind of trying to be transparent with you guys and saying, hey, listen, I, just like everybody else, also can get hard on myself and get frustrated and change up things and get results. And those are, that's part of it. And I have and I continuously will adapt things. Like, for example, I want I wanted to get down a little bit more because um, even though the baby's coming, I want to potentially see if I can jump into a fight um, in July. And if not, when the baby's here, maybe September, October, I want to be ready for a fight weight wise. So it's easier. So I want to be around like 188 to 193. So I'm going to lose 12 pounds. The goal with those 12 pounds is to also get my body fat percentage to go down by at least 3%, maybe a little bit closer to 5% would be the ideal goal. But I know how my body responds. Usually it'll get two to 3% off and then get a little stuck in plateau. So we deal with that and we kind of adapt as it goes, make sure my strength stays up, balance, all that fun stuff, performance. But that's just, again, for what I have to consider. But ultimately looking at over the 13 years of training and working and adapting. I never stopped and it became a lifestyle for me. So from the long-term lifestyle perspective, the reason I bring this up is again, you look for the small wins, you make it a lifestyle and you build on those small wins. And my just personal experience and example is, look, I put on 50 pounds, but 45 pounds of it was lean muscle. Okay. And I'm honestly, I can say that I was able to transition from someone that really wasn't looking for an athletic future at that moment, like I, I always wanted to be a pro athlete, but I wasn't sure if I, that's where I could go and, and confident in my skills and my body and all that. And then throughout that, now being a pro athlete, being a pro fighter and being able to make that part of my career and my living, it's an amazing thing. And I wanted to just share that with you guys so that hopefully it can inspire you to just kind of remind yourself of those wins. That's what I work with my clients on to different extents. And obviously we have to pay attention to caloric cycling, to our macronutrients, to our micronutrients, our hormones, all that fun stuff. But you can do all that and not feel happy about yourself. And to me, it's all for kind of nothing. So remind yourself of the small wins. Remind yourself where you were six months ago, where you were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and look for those positives. And if you were a person that was actually in better shape 10 years ago than where you are now, use that as motivation and then look for the small wins every day on you're getting back to that and then even beyond. So that's my quick little one for you guys today. Nothing crazy. We, um, we're going to have Ash come back on actually to do another baby watch and update uh talking about the third trimester how the second trimester went 
how she's looking for the third trimester. We'll talk. We've got to see. I, I might have her on before the baby comes, maybe after. We're definitely going to have her come back on. we got to get Juicy Johnny Blangiardo back on. we got some requests for that, and he wants to go into some more detail on things. I want to go into more details on a bunch of things. we got to get Dr. Tony Ricci and Phil DeRue back on, talking about more strength training. we got to get Mike Stout back on. He's got a fight coming up uh, this week, so I'm excited for him. Shout out to Mike. He's going to kick some ass. We'll get him back on. All of our guests. we got new guests coming on. Um, we have the CEO of BioQuirk scheduled to come on, which is a really interesting stem cell-based uh, research company. And they have some really cool things that are going on that you may or may not have heard in the news. So we're going to have them on, talk some questions, and that's pretty much it, guys. Again, thank you as always for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, always feel free to reach out to us. And that's what we're here to do, man. Yeah, fighters. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free and that is it y'all. See you on the next one.